0: watching Christmas movies help you build a legendary marriage? The answer is yes. Oh yeah. And we're going to show you how five couples get it right as we explore five lessons about love and marriage straight out of some of the best Christmas movies ever.
1: This is the Legendary Marriage Podcast and we are your hosts Danielle and Justin Williams.
0: If you've ever felt more like roommates than soulmates, then it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast.
1: Let's go. Holiday movies are a big part of our family Christmas traditions, and there are some great lessons to learn about love and marriage from some of your favorite Christmas movie couples, right?
0: Yeah, like Kate and Peter McAllister to Graham and Amanda to George and Mary Bailey. That ah, was a from very... Beaver Falls. <laughs> that was much better and Buddy and Tia Hall, and even Old School with Bob and Betty. So
1: we've identified five essential lessons about healthy, strong relationships from some of these amazing movies, and it's stuff that you can use to ignite more intimacy and connection in your marriage today and every day.
0: Okay, we'll get into all that, but first... Be the first to know when we release new episodes and get weekly insights, ideas, and opportunities to help build a legendary marriage. Join our newsletter at legendarymarriage.com news.
1: If you enjoy this show and would like to support the Legendary Marriage podcast, consider joining our Patreon community over at legendarymarriage.com Patreon. You can become a patron and part of our mission to inspire and challenge couples to build legendary marriages by signing up for the five, ten, dollars or even the $20 level. You'll get some great perks like shout-outs on the show, access to our resource library, invitations to live events, and some sweet swag. That's legendarymarriage.com slash Patreon.
0: Christmas movies are a tradition in our house. Going back to when we were both kids. Yeah. Okay. So after Christmas Eve church, I always love we would stay out so late, go to Christmas Eve church, and then we'd come home and watch It's a Wonderful Life or White Christmas. It was and the, just, and the
1: crazy choir competition thing.
0: Oh yeah, but that wasn't a movie. That, that a was movie, just something else. In
1: my house, we would watch the National Family Lam- National Lampoon's Family Christmas or Home Alone when that one came out.
0: Is that why you're like uh, Clark Griswold yes. today? Yes. Because you just embodied...
1: Despite the fact that our neighborhood is blind and can't see the amazing lights that we did. Okay, Justin,
0: stop being bitter about losing the lights competition. I'm not bitter. I Um, feel like you should have gotten at least an honorable mention, though.
1: Anyway, the margarita smooths the
0: the bitterness. (laughs) Stop. Okay, so I just love just settling down each night, you know, snuggle up together, laugh, and, like, it kind of primes you for the... Christmas season.
1: Yeah. So watching movies with the kids, it's it's it like gets us in the spirit.
0: Okay. Did you know that actually 52% of families make Christmas movies a part of their annual holiday tradition? I
1: did know that because I wrote that.
0: Stop, just Because I did the research. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> what are your favorite holiday movies? We want to hear from you. Let us know over on Facebook or Instagram at Legendary Marriages. Okay, well, today we're diving into five of our all-time favorite Christmas movies.
1: Now, these aren't necessarily... We're not saying these are the top five movies, but they're five of our favorite movies.
0: I feel like if we were to do this show, Adequate Justice, we would do about 20 movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but but We may have a movie problem. We
0: had to whittle it down to five. Um, So we want to share five lessons about love and marriage um, to help you ignite more intimacy and connection in your marriage by diving into these amazing, awesome Christmas movie couples.
1: All right. So the first one is White Christmas. Now, for some of you young folks out there, you might not know this one because it's an old movie okay, for but, us. Okay,
0: but if you know Bing Crosby, he sings like all the old-time Christmas songs that you hear uh, when Christmas time
1: comes I'm dreaming of a one.: Exactly: That's white Christmas that's, that's him.
0: That's white Christmas. Okay, so and
1: despite my terrible rendition, my apologies to okay. the Bing Crosby the Crosby family and
0: <laughs> every white all Christmas of everywhere. Is. Okay. So Bob, Bing Crosby, and his love, Betty, who is actually, did you know that she is um Clooney's mom? Her name is Rosemary Clooney. His mom? Yes. I thought it was her aunt or something. No. no, I'm pretty sure it's his mom. But anyways, Rosemary Clooney. Okay. So they're this couple, the like, will they, won't they? And they miss each other and all that kind of stuff. But it's really These beautiful
1: moments of like romance and like connection and then like they yank apart. Okay, again and so back Bob. And like that. So
0: Bob is a really established like musician. He's on Broadway. He's they're like,
1: producing their big show. Yeah, they're the biggest like, thing. He's
0: like a big time dude, and Betty is just kind of coming up in the business. But she's super sassy, and she and her sister <laughs> they they want to make their own way in the industry. Yeah, they want to be. S- You know, they're
1: both really focused on their careers on on doing something like they have their own things.
0: So Bob is like really ready to settle down and like be in love and have a family and all this. But Betty is still growing her career. So it's interesting because the time that this movie came out, I think it was like the 40s, wasn't it?
1: I don't know. We should probably know that.
0: Well, at least it's set in the 40s because it's like right after World War II. And so it's kind of coming out of World War II. And so women back then were not necessarily, you know, always having their own career path and going towards it. Yeah, it wasn't all that common. It was very new for women to kind of like really go for it. And especially in a super risky industry like that, that's so male dominated. And so when he wants, so Bob is kind of getting closer to Betty and Betty is really kind of reluctant, even though he's like a big deal, she still wants to have her own career and develop yeah. her own career. she got with her own her thing going
1: and she doesn't want to, she she's fighting that. You know, paradigm of ne- the idea that you need to sacrifice that in order to have love.
0: So, I think this is really a good example of healthy individuality. A lot of times we have our own things that we're going after before we fall in mm-hmm. love with one another. And then we get married, and then you just start doing the same things together, and you kind of let your individuality kind of take a back burner. And then At a point, sometimes you're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, who was that person from 10 years ago? I don't even know that person anymore. So much
1: of that pursuit of intimacy, of oneness.
0: Yeah, you forget the individual. Yeah,
1: start to lose track of who you are.
0: So we love Bob and Betty for this very reason. They they keep their individuality.
1: Two stubborn people who manage to... Sounds a little familiar
0: love each other well focus on white christmas honey yeah yeah okay so bob and betty we love you. all right okay next movie okay
1: the holiday
0: (laughs) oh i love it so much
1: cameron diaz yeah and uh jude law yep
0: yep okay so that's the characters that we're going to talk about because there's another couple in this show but we're not going to talk about that um so this is Graham and amanda okay so Graham and amanda uh It's so interesting because they are both super reluctant to really like fall head over heels in love. They're both
1: very walled off and like dispassionate for different reasons.
0: Yeah. He's widowed. She has had relationships that have gone bad and it even goes back to her childhood. So they're both really like, oh, I don't want to get close. Emotionally crippled. (laughs) Yes. And so the movie progresses and they both decide to give into it. They're like, Mm. we're in love. This is what we're going to do after um, a lot of tugging and pulling.
1: But they literally live an ocean apart.
0: Right. One's in London and the other one's in LA. And so what's really interesting is when they fall in love, they have to really make a plan Mm -hmm. to be in like... To make time for each
1: other. To to who's going where, like... It involves a flight, a, Yeah. They're, intercontinental flight. <laughs> right?
0: They're really intentional about intimately connecting with each other and getting to know each other more and all that. And so,
1: that is the second pillar. The second concept that we're talking about t- today is intentional intimacy.
0: And I think a lot of times when we get married, it can feel like it's just kind of either forgotten if you want Mm -hmm. to think about intimacy about sex or just like emotionally like connecting with the other person you can think about it either way or both i think it's really both it's all of it yeah and um a lot of times we can kind of go into default mode like okay i know this person loves me and and i love this person and you kind of stop forgetting to make the decisions yeah to we just
1: start expecting become
0: intimately connected with that person you take it for granted
1: take it for granted you just you expect that it's going to be there and then after a while you go wait it's not there (laughs) i'm upset we aren't connected
0: we're in the roommate zone we haven't
1: had sex in months or we are we aren't (laughs) doing anything we haven't had date nights we we don't are
0: you i don't have fun together with you anymore and it requires
1: intentional Intimacy requires intentionality. That's why
0: we love the holiday. We love Graham and Amanda because they make a plan to be intimately connected with each other.
1: Before we continue with today's episode, we wanted to take a minute to mention the all-new Legendary Marriage Store. We've got some super comfy t-shirts, ultra cozy hoodies, coffee mugs that hold dangerous amounts of caffeine, and a few other items there. For you to celebrate and be inspired to build your legendary marriage, you can find it at legendarymarriage.com shop. And did you know that the Legendary Marriage Podcast has been inspiring, equipping, and challenging listeners to build legendary marriages for more than five years now? With over 62,000 downloads in 34 countries, this show is ranked in the top 3% of all podcasts worldwide. And we want to invite you to be a part of what we're doing to help couples break out of the roommate zone and build more intimacy and connection. So please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. You can find out more information at legendarymarriage.com slash Patreon. You'll be part of helping us continue to get great guests and provide powerful resources and help couples build legendary marriages and you'll get some great perks like shout-outs on the show, access to our resource library, invitations to live events, and some sweet swag. So join the team now at legendarymarriage.com slash Patreon. All right, now back to the show.
0: Okay, if we're going even more old school, we're talking black and white here. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. The
1: number one classic Christmas movie.
0: Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Ring-a-ring-a-ring-a-ring. (laughs) <laughs> it's a wonderful life, people. Okay, so we're talking Mary to...
1: and George Bailey. George me, Bailey.
0: Okay, Justin, come on. You got to do the accent because you're super good oh, at it. Oh, come
1: on. No, no.
0: I want the big one. <laughs> he, he's talking about a suitcase in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about a suitcase. suitcase. Okay. So we love Mary <laughs> and George because of their amazing dynamic teamwork. Okay. So if you remember, there's a couple scenes that really stick out to me. Okay, they just got married. They're about to go on their honeymoon. They've got this giant lot of cash. I think it's like $5,000.
1: The wad of cash is money that George has been saving up to go to college and oh, tour right. the world. And then he, he decides to get married yeah. and they are going to use this money for their honeymoon. Right. And then...
0: There, be, there is a run on the bank... Well, he runs the Savings and Loan Bank. And so everybody's like running in there. We want to take out our money. We want to take out our money. And so George like, we don't have any money. Your, Your stuff isn't here. It's in Bill's house. And, um...
1: The way you do this, you could be like a movie reviewer, <laughs> a critic. Oh, like you've got I? the whole like little voice changes and everything. Okay. And, like, and then he says this and then they and well, go here. and then... then
0: Mary comes out with the giant wad of cash. and Warning,
1: she's... spoilers. <laughs> We're like halfway, more than halfway through the episode. And I should just tell you, there's spoilers in this episode.
0: Um, These movies are super old. So if you haven't <laughs> seen them by now, that's your fault. Okay. So she brings out the big wad of cash and she says... We're gonna pay these people enough to get it through until the bank opens back up again. So the two of them work back and forth. They're talking with the people in the community, trying to get them enough money to get through the next few weeks, and they give away all their honeymoon money.
1: Yeah. They then were a later super, in the movie. but they're a
0: super good team. Mm-hmm. Like they never even questioned. It was like simpatico. It was like, oh, of course we're gonna do that. And he really just looks to her like, oh, you're so sweet. You're my dream girl. I can't believe you're doing this.
1: And then later in the movie, George is going through this kind of a crisis. And he's trying to hold it in like so many guys do. He's trying to isolate her and the kids from it. But it's leaking out. And she's in tune enough with her teammate, with George, to recognize things aren't right. Yeah. To the point where she's like, okay, I got to call in some favors here. And, like, he we has, need, I, and she rallies the town right. to support him in his hour of need.
0: Right. He almost commits suicide.
1: Like I think the, if you're familiar with the movie, right. that ending where everybody comes and they give a little bit of what they've got and they're able to help the Bailey family, everybody gets the credit for that. Like it's such a remarkable moment, but it's right. it's Mary that recognizes her teammate is in trouble And takes actions like she calls in the favor. She calls in the crew to help. And that's what being a great teammate is sometimes is recognizing when your partner is, is missing a beat.
0: I feel like we do that a lot in the beginning. We're like when we're super in love with each other and we finish each other's sentences and anticipate one another's thoughts and actions and motions. And then sometimes What naturally occurs is you kind of start living two separate lives. You do your thing, I do my thing, um, and near the two shall meet.
1: It becomes less teamwork and more divide and conquer. Right. But that's the point we're making here is dynamic teamwork. This is one of the core pillars that we're talking about.
0: Coming back together.
1: How you work together and keep adapting and be dynamic about how you're handling the business of life together.
0: Like George and Mary. Way to go, guys.
1: All right, number four, Home Alone, Kate and Peter McAllister.
0: Oh, my gosh. The parents. Okay, passionate adventure. Who invites their, like, million people from their family over and then all fly to Paris together? That's like a crazy adventure. Who does that?
1: Now, to be clear... It's Peter's brother who pays for everybody. He's the guy that lives in Paris. Peter's right. brother is the one that pays for the trip. Yeah. But Kate and Peter are the ones who are like hosting everybody at the house. They've got so many people. They're sleeping in the attic. Right. They've, they're have they organizing the whole trip. They're the rally point. They're the couple that's putting it together. And then when they wake up and they realize the power went out, they've overslept. Yeah. Instead of doing what many would do is turn on each other and just kind of freak out. They just rally and they organize and they hustle and they're like, okay, you count heads, you get the bags, you get this, lock up the door. I think
0: what really encompasses the adventure aspect of it for me is when they are trying to find their way from Paris back home to Chicago because she's like trying to sell her jewelry. And she's trying to try like, to trade
1: her jewelry for a ticket on the on the plane.
0: Right. And um also she rides with John Candy, who's like the polka star and his whole polka band in the back of a U-Haul. <laughs> and so like they're always up for whatever. Yeah. And so I love that about them. They're they're not just boring, sitting there doing mm-hmm. the same old thing all the time. They're up for they're up for an adventure.
1: Like how Would you literally get in the back of a U-Haul truck with a bunch of Polka players to ride 400 miles home? Absolutely. Really?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: I don't buy it. What? You'd be like, they're weird. I don't like that. I'm not doing that.
0: No, I absolutely would not. You would be the one that was saying that they're weird and you wouldn't do that. I
1: love Polka music. I enjoy Polka
0: music too. In. Anyway. I was going to say in. Sparing amounts.
1: (laughs) All right. So number four, Kate and Peter McAllister, the pillar is passionate adventure, Mm -hmm. right? Being willing and taking risk and doing whatever it takes.
0: I feel like for married people, a lot of times, at least for us, it became like exponentially more challenging to feel like adventure when you have kids. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like a lot of the time that's when you double down on like we're just got to keep a steady schedule and you know things like that and then the truth is like even kids just having kids and an adventure in itself I talk
1: to guys all the time who are like (laughs) I remember when I used to have adventure when I would go hang gliding off Kilimanjaro and skiing (laughs) down this and doing that and all these kinds of big epic, like you think of adventure. Right. And, you know, what it comes down to is, yeah, you might not be doing that, but it's a perspective about adventure. Yeah. You can make going to the grocery store with with kids an adventure. Oh, it's definitely adventure. It can be a nightmare or an adventure.
0: And the truth of the matter is, too, like, don't stop your life, who you are, just because you're married and you have a family. Yeah. Like, kids like to go skiing, too. Sure. Yeah. Take everybody skiing down Kilimanjaro or whatever you said. Passionate adventure.
1: <laughs> it's what makes life worth living, right? The McAllisters. Especially when you do it together. All right. Number five, my personal favorite of this list. The okay. movie is called Deck the Halls. A lot
0: of people might not know this movie.
1: Starring Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. How
0: did you just say his name?
1: Just move on. <laughs> and uh, Buddy and Tia. So Danny DeVito and Kristen Chenoweth Chenoweth are a couple and they moved to town. Buddy is the guy that can sell anything, yeah, but has always kind of wandered a little bit. He's got some wanderlust. You think he's ADHD? I think he's a little ADHD. Uh, Maybe I'm just projecting my own stuff there. No,
0: when I watch that movie, I definitely see you in it. So I would say yes to that.
1: (laughs) And they love each other and she's really supportive up to a point. And then you know the story progresses, and Buddy kind of finds his purpose. He wants to have the Christmas his light Christmas guy Christmas lights yeah. on his house be seen from space. And, and so, most
0: women would say, You're crazy. Because
1: it is crazy, it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: But she like supports him and like is encouraging sees, him.
1: She sees how much joy and energy and life he starts experiencing in it. And so she kind of gets in on it and she starts to experience that too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so...
0: But also at a point, it takes like an unhealthy turn, I want to say. Like, it's like he stops going to work and he's like alienating his friends and like it takes an unhealthy turn. And And that's where
1: she draws the line. Right. And she actually, she leaves. She takes the two kids and they go to a hotel. Yeah, yeah. But she's not like abandoning. She's actually taking a stand. She's fighting for him and for their marriage and their family by leaving. Mm. She's not saying, I'm done with you. She's like, essentially, let me know when you want to get back to things.
0: Okay. So what we love about Buddy and Tia is they have a shared purpose. Okay. Shared purpose. A lot of times we'll, like I said, we get going on our own thing and either, either we have no purpose at all mm-hmm. or we just have an individual purpose and the other person is not any part of it.
1: Well, I think that the the business of life, the getting the chores done and getting the kids right. here and there and paying the bills and doing this and doing that and getting groceries and making sure that life is functioning, people just drown in it. Right. I know there have been seasons we've been drowning in it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And.
1: And without that purpose, without something that you're fighting for together, something that you're trying to accomplish, something that's bigger Exciting, than yeah, that putting you're going food after. on the table or or keeping the the toilets clean.
0: Maybe not for everybody is you know your Christmas lights being seen from space. Maybe yeah. that's not your thing.
1: Maybe it's being a part of a faith community or being engaged in a in a political arena or in a social justice arena or in some kind of a way in the community. Maybe it's the PTA. Uh Maybe it's your shared purpose is doing a podcast to try to share your life (gasps) and your experiences to inspire and challenge and equip people. What kind of nutty
0: couple would do that? So with all these Christmas couples, we have really highlighted the five pillars of legendary marriages by looking at these amazing movies. Okay, first of all, healthy individuality.
1: Yes, please. (laughs)
0: Second of all, intentional intimacy.
1: Yes, please.
0: I wonder what he's going to say on this one. Dynamic teamwork.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Passionate adventure. Woohoo! And a shared purpose.
1: I I don't have a sound effect for that. I
0: thought it was going to be a wooga. A wooga. There you go. (laughs) So after working with couples for more than a decade, we think these five pillars are foundational elements of really healthy, strong marriages. And all
1: relationships.
0: Yes. Okay, and now, the Talk About It segment of the show.
1: Each week, we give you a conversation starter and a challenge to go find some time to talk with your spouse and build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter.
0: All right, so here is this week's conversation starter.
1: Which holiday movie couple are you and your partner most like? It can be any holiday movie. It doesn't have to be one of the five we've talked about today. Okay. Any holiday movie. So you can take this question on your next date night or just after you tuck the kids in bed, you're sipping on a margarita or something, and you're just taking a few minutes to connect. It's a great place to start a conversation.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review now on your favorite podcast app. You can also do that at legendarymarriage.com slash listen.
1: Join our newsletter To get weekly insights, ideas, and updates designed to help you build a legendary marriage every day and be the first to know when new episodes of the podcast are released, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode. Find and follow us on social media. We're over on Facebook and Instagram at Legendary Marriages. You can drop us a message anytime.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Until next time, this is Danielle and Justin wishing you a Merry Christmas.
1: And reminding you
0: don't settle for an ordinary marriage,
1: make yours legendary. This episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast was produced by Pod Fabulous Productions, a division of Wild River Dog Development Group. For more information about Pod Fabulous, go to podfabulous.com. Today's host, Danielle Williams. Producer, Justin Williams code word for this episode is mistletoe.